Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Content and Cafecito podcast. I am your host, Kathy Keaton, and I am actually recording this a little later than I intended to. Um, It is Labor Day weekend, so by the time that you listen to this, you will be way past the Labor Day long weekend. So for those of you in corporate and your nine to five, we are back to reality. (laughs) But... Yeah, let me actually set the scene for you guys because I actually love setting the scene. Um, And first of all, thank you so much for the love on my first episode. Um, I shared on my Instagram, um, it was like one of those NGL, like the not gonna lie anonymous questions that I got, that it was like, what's your biggest insecurity? And one of my biggest insecurities is actually stuttering a lot because like when I'm trying to... um, for my sentences, it's hard for me sometimes to express like what I'm feeling and what I'm like what I want to say. So, creating this podcast was actually one of the reasons why I wanted to like really push myself and step out of my comfort zone. I know that I already have a podcast with my friend Bianca, but it's different when you're like having it with someone because that way you can have like a dialogue and you can like talk to each other. You know what I mean? But this one is just me. So it's like forcing me to like organize my thoughts and forcing me to like really get out of my comfort zone. So I really want to thank you guys for the positive feedback um, on the first episode. Um, So let me set the scene right now. So I'm actually recording this a little later. I definitely had my cafecito this morning. You already know I had it with some caramel macchiato creamer. Oh, and let me tell you, I tried the new... It's like this new mix, right? So shout out to Cammie Crawford from Catfish because she really put me onto the matcha lattes in the first place. But recently, because, you know, especially it's fall, pumpkin spice latte is like coming in to like literally explode everywhere. Everybody gets obsessed over pumpkin spice the minute it hits September. So what I did is I tried a new Starbucks order. And I want to put y'all on because... It was so good. I was like, oh my God, I have to let my freaking podcast listeners know about this, especially when they get like their cafecito or they're like their latte. So the new mix is, it's a venti iced matcha latte with coconut milk, two pumps of chai, two uh, scoops of vanilla powder if you want to, you don't have to. Um, And instead of the vanilla sweet cream cold foam, get the pumpkin spice cold foam. It was actually really good. And I didn't think it was going to be really good because I didn't know if the mix of pumpkin and matcha was going to go together. But it actually really hits. I was like, okay, Cammy, you are onto something, girl. So, yeah, that's going to be my new mix um, until further notice. I may, like, switch it up here and there because you know how I am. But that was it, it was really good. I had it yesterday, and it was really, really good. So I definitely recommend And let me know your Starbucks orders because I really, really want to know. I want to try new stuff from there because I got points to rack up. If you are, if you order from Starbucks, you already know. But yeah, so I'm basically on my bed. Um, It is around, uh, what time is it? It's like a quarter to 10 at night. And I just had like two glasses of Moscato. So you already know. (laughs) I was just like, you know what? I feel like recording the podcast right now. Like I really do feel like it. Um, so if you are listening to this on your car ride and you cackle a freaking laughter in this podcast, then please be safe. <laughs> if you're listening to this on the commute, like, and you LOL out loud, then that's perfectly fine. Just let people know that you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you'll be fine. Um, but this episode is 
going to be a continuation of the first episode, right? So the first episode was the red flags in corporate. And of course I went off because you know, like I can go on and on about my red flags in corporate, but this time I really organized my thoughts. So I'm actually going to pull that up because I organized my thoughts when it came to red flags in the coaching industry. Because listen, whenever you are a coach or you're looking for a coach or anything like that. So as you guys know, I am an online coach, right? So I am a online social media strategist and it took some time for me to actually find what to call myself because I don't like putting myself in a box. to like what I should be labeled or something, but I definitely am a social media strategist. I am all things social media, anything social media that you need help with. I am there to help you with it. And so I've had my fair share of being around and surrounded by other coaches and being a coach to others and also being coached by others, right? So I definitely have some like red flags that you should look for if you are looking for a coach or if you're currently working with a coach and like something ain't right, right? So we're going to get into it. Um, Have your coffee seat already and listen, if you need a venti or you need a large or you need to pause this podcast to go like refill, do what you got to do, boo. If you need to put some Baileys in your cafecito, then do what you have to do. And if you're one of those, um, those like OG Latinos that like drink a little cup of coffee after dinner, then get yourself the big cup because we about to dive in. So I hope you're ready. So the first red flag that I have for you today regarding the coaching business is if a coach that you want to hire or if a coach that you currently have always recommends for you to be attached to your business. And what I mean by that is like, if they always recommend that you have to always be present, that you can never take a break, that you really have to be attached. Like there have been so many times that I have seen coaches online be like, oh, you have to be present in your business 24 seven or else it's going to fail. Like, listen, if you are It goes for like two different things, right? So if you are just building your business, of course, you're going to be more hands-on than if you have a business that's been built already because you're, you know, establishing systems, you're establishing like workflows, you're maybe like assigning and delegating things to certain people if you have the funds to do so, or um, you're like trying to figure things out. You know what I mean? Like, especially if either you pivoted just like I did Or if you're like a newbie, like brand new to business and you want to build things, like you're doing your research, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in programs or courses or whatever you're doing, you're doing your due diligence and doing the education, like getting the education and do it. So of course you're going to be a little more hands-on. But a red flag is if a coach tells you that you can never take a day off. I do not believe in that. And as somebody who is super active on social media, I definitely believe that if you do not take time for yourself, your business will fail because you're going to be operating and running on fumes. You're going to be operating from a place of burnout. And I know how that feels. When I was in the MLM, which we'll get into in maybe another episode, but when I was in the MLM, that's exactly what they said. They were like, oh, you're... Your Instagram is like your store. If you don't open your store every day, nobody's going to know that you're open. Like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So if you hear of a coach that is doing that online, run the other way. Because they are encouraging practices and habits that are not conducive to a healthy business. 
because it, it's different if you sold products. Like if you sold products, there's a lot of things that you could put on automatic. But if you're a service provider, it's a little more difficult, but it's doable. You know what I mean? Because if you're a service provider, obviously, if you yourself are providing those services for clients or potential clients, you're going to want to be active. You're going to be want to be present. You're going to want to show people what you offer. But there are certain things that you can do. And I can get into this. Um, I'm actually planning on getting to this in a, in a further episode, like a mini type of training on how you can automate things and how you can um, put things evergreen so that you don't have to be like present all the time. But you can take a few days off. Like if you wanted to just be present during the week and be off during the weekend, you absolutely can. Instagram, first of all, let's talk about how we don't own Instagram. Like we do not own Instagram. Everybody on Instagram that is your client is owned by Instagram. The Instagrams are, I mean, the usernames are owned by Instagram. It's different if you have like an email list or if it's different if you have like your client's numbers or something like that, or you have them off of a different app or something like that. But every client, every follower that you have is owned by Instagram. So if Instagram crashes tomorrow and let's say you were present 24-7, you would still have to build your business from the ground up if you have to, like if you're just starting or if you have other systems in place, then absolutely that's perfect for you. But if you if Instagram crashed tomorrow, then you would just have to go with the flow. You know what I mean? And you can't get that time back. All the time that you didn't take for yourself, you can't get it back. So I absolutely, as a coach and mentor myself, I absolutely stress this to my clients that they have to make sure that they are taking time for themselves. They have to make sure that they are scheduling that me time because the only way for you to be able to pour onto other people and for you to be able to serve other people and be at your best is if you get that time for yourself. So if you notice that somebody online is like, no, you have to be attached. This is your business. This is your baby. Like, yes, it is. But like, if babies could go to the babysitter sometimes or if babies can go to grandma's house for sometimes to truly like get a break, then you need a break too. <laughs> so that was number one. The second one I have is not truly owning your business. And now that I think about it, I'm actually referring to people who are in a company like an MLM, and I'm actually going to do a separate episode on that. So that's like a number two, but with like an asterisk, like I'm going to do a separate episode on that because I will literally talk for hours about how MLMs, you're not truly owning your business. You are working for a company. And I mean, I was in an MLM, so I know that they, that people in an MLM can literally fight me until the death, but that's just fact. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so number three is toxic coaches. And what I mean by toxic coaches is like the power of like either toxic positivity or toxic coaches, meaning that they discourage other coaches' strategies. And listen, granted, since I'm now in the business space and I'm no longer in like the health and wellness space, I see a lot of coaches online that are inspiring, super, super inspiring. And I'm like, wow, like, their business is popping, like they're doing their thing, whatever. But there are some things that I don't agree with doing for myself, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that they're inspiring, right? That's you. That's fine. Like you can do what you want. 
But I don't go on my page and start like bashing other coaches. That to me is toxic and that to me is very scarce. Like if you are operating your business in a place of scarcity and literally like creating content just to put other coaches down, then what are you really doing? Like, what are you teaching your clients to do? And what are you teaching potential people that follow you to do? You're just teaching them to discourage other people instead of just teaching them how to create things their way. And listen, this is actually leading into number four. So I guess I'll just say number four now. Number four was copying other coaches. So listen, the thing is, everybody is going to have a strategy and a workflow that works for them. For me, being on calls all day doesn't work for me because it drains my energy, right? Like I love doing masterclasses. I love doing like my mastermind calls when it's like a, a like a meeting of the minds. I love that. I love calling it that because it's literally like women that are in the same space that are all collaborating together. I absolutely love that. But doing one-on-one calls all the time is very draining to me. So that to me will not work for my um, my business model. And that's completely fine. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to crap on somebody else, like another coach that decides to do one-on-one calls. Maybe it's in their energy and in their, like, in their, their vibe that they love doing one-on-one calls. That's perfect for them. But I'm not going to create content based off of that. And I see that a lot online where a lot of coaches are like downplaying another coach's strategy. And it's not right because not only does every coach work differently, but every client works differently. Everybody learns differently. Some people learn by uh, that they're very visual learners. Some people are need to be like held by the hands. Like I am one of the people also, I'm a coach that loves um, leading women who are self-led. Like I love coaching women who are self-led, who are very independent, who literally just need guidance on what to do and they take the action themselves. I personally don't like or don't prefer to work with women who need constant reassurance or constant hand-holding or like a step-by-step guidance of stuff. I do not have the energy or the time for that, but there are other coaches that can do that. But you will never see me creating content that is downplaying another coach's, um, another coach's strategy. And the other thing leading into the next one was coaches that copy other coaches. If you are being coached by someone and you are posting exactly what they post, but just in different colors, or you are copying their exact business model, then you're not your own coach. You're literally like an assistant to your coach. I hope that makes sense because, and I hope that doesn't like, that doesn't confuse anyone, but like, Copying other people is never going to make you independent and, and and really hone in to what you're trying to do online. If you're trying to be a coach online, if you're trying to create content, it's just like an influencer that's copying other influencers. And you see it. You, you know how you go on Instagram or on TikTok and you see these influencers that are reviewing these brands and they're all and you notice that they're all reviewing the same brand at the same time obviously it's because there's most likely a deadline for that campaign right so the brand is just like oh from this day to this day i want you to post a tiktok about this brand or do a reel about this brand or do a review or whatever so you notice like Lancome would be like flooding your feed or like Mark Jacobs oh not Mark Jacobs i haven't seen Mark Jacobs in a while so never mind <laughs> 
not Marc Jacobs, but like Mac Cosmetics or like Fenty or whatever. Like they will be flooding your timeline because that is when their campaigns are due, right? So everybody wants to get their video done. So what do you do? You just scroll past it because you know that everybody's review is going to be the same. Because a lot of the time, and this is not every influencer, so this is a disclaimer, a lot of the time, influencers that are very well-known and very famous um, will just do and agree to a campaign, even if they haven't used a product, and they will just say good reviews, no matter what. And if you notice, everybody has the same type of review, everybody has the same type of caption, nobody stands out, you know? Like, obviously, we have our faves, but nobody really stands out. That can also be applied to the coaching industry. The coaching industry, if you notice that one coach does something, it's different if like you see that type of business model and you're just like, let me try it and see if that's going to work with my audience. And you try it and it works, but you're still making it your own. That's one thing. But like if you're copying exactly what somebody else is doing and it doesn't work for you, but it works for them, and you're still doing it because that's just your coach, that's just that's just a red flag. Like, that just means that you need to change stuff up. It's like if you're posting the same type of content and it's not getting any new traction, then you got to switch it up. So, yeah, that's definitely a red flag about um, copying other coaches. Um, another thing is if a coach only posts income wins and that's what I mean, like testimonials from clients who had like big money months, like if they made like 50 K in one month or 30 K in one month and they never post client wins that have nothing to do with money because that type of coach only sees success in view of numbers. And everybody's success is measured differently. I always say that too. Like everyone's success is measured in a different way. Like one of my clients actually, before she even had an income win, she had a personal win. And she explained to me like, oh my God, Kathy, like I've been so confident now on social media and confidence on social media is huge, especially if you are in a business where you always have to show yourself because you're the face of your business. Confidence is huge because people can read that, right? People can know like, okay, if she's not confident in what she's saying, how am I going to be confident in what she's selling? And that's really important. Having client testimonials that are more than income is super important because money is not everything. And money isn't always, money isn't going to make you happy all the time. It's how you're feeling. It's how it's changing your lives. It's how, like, how that specific coach's program is actually going to bring you what you want. Because you want to coach for what? What do you want to coach for? Do you want to coach so that you can make more money? But what do you want to make more money for? Do you want just more time flexibility? Do you want more, like, um, financial flexibility? Are you trying to, like, retire your parents? Like, what are you trying to do? And that is the point of the testimonial. So, yeah, as long as they have testimonials that don't only include money, then that's perfect. But if they only have money and income wins, sis is a red flag. And the last one I had was coaches guaranteeing immediate success. Listen, as much as we love to, to like, think of this and as much as we love to have these pipe dreams and everything, there is no such thing as overnight success. There just isn't. Like, it just is what it is. There just is not any such thing. So no coach can promise that you're going to make 30K in a month. No coach is going to promise that. And if they do, it's a red flag. It is. 
Like, yes, a coach can promise that they're going to help you increase your engagement. A coach can promise that they're going to help you increase your income, but it's not guaranteed. Everybody's business is different. I even tell my clients, like, yes, I guarantee that you're going to get different traction on your content. I guarantee that you're going to have better engagement. And I'm going to teach you my exact strategies that made that helped me to do it so that when you apply it, it'll be an increase for you too. But I'm not I never guarantee anybody a certain amount of money a month or a certain result because everybody's business is different. Every person is different and how you approach your business is different. So if you've seen that coach out there that literally like wants to like promise you the world, like listen, in the MLM, they sold me a dream and that dream was one person's dream and not everyone's dream. It is not everybody's dream to make 50K a month. Yeah, it sounds nice, but that's not everybody's dream. Some people literally just want to make a couple thousand dollars a month to be able to pay their car payment and be able to pay rent, and that's it. Some people really like their nine-to-fives. Like, can I say that again for people in the back? Some people really love their nine-to-fives, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So one coach's dream is not going to be somebody else's, and that is completely okay. But you could, you do have to remember that just because that coach has that goal for themselves doesn't mean that they can't coach you according to what your dream is. Because that's what makes a good coach. A good coach is going to be flexible in their approach of how they coach and mentor you so that you can reach your goal. It's not about you reaching their goal. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many coaches that, like, discourage the nine-to-five, and I get it. I get it. I don't want—I I no longer want to work for someone. I get that a lot of people have left corporate America, and they have started their own business, and they love it, and they hate working for someone else, and they love working for themselves. That's amazing. Because, obviously, I have a goal of that, too. I hate working for someone else. But a lot of people love the structure of a nine-to-five. A lot of people love— they're nine to five in general. They love what they do, but they just want a business on the side that's going to be able to sustain them just in case they lose their job or just in case they need, you know, vacation spending or whatever they want to spend their money on. Like I am tired of some full-time coaches online that are like crapping on nine to fives. Like I'm really tired of that because as somebody who works nine to five and also has a business, I would never do that. There's nothing wrong with my nine to five. I'm just being picky and I love and I want to work remote and they're giving me a hard time. <laughs> and so I'm trying to find a job that will um, help me to work remote. But honestly, nine to five has really helped me to like have stability. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially while I'm busy building my business. So I'm telling you, if you want to work with a coach and they are literally like either guaranteeing immediate success or they're like downplaying like another lifestyle, like, no, come on. We're not doing that. We're, we're just not doing that. It's a red flag all around, all around. And those are just a few. Like, I could literally talk about this all day. But, you know, we're not going to focus on that. We're not going to ramble because if you saw my Instagram stories today, you know that I really hate stuttering and I hate like not knowing how to express myself. So I'm working on that y'all. But yeah, like I am 
an advocate for change, right? So I love to find solutions to things. So I am definitely trying to pave the way and trying to be more positive, trying to help people realize that there is more than one way to be a coach online. There's more than one way to express yourself online. I absolutely believe in being as transparent as possible and and um, expressing your opinion whenever you want to. Um, and I also think that there is a time and place for everything. And I think that it's super important for people to realize that not all coaches are the same and that having a coach is a very personal decision. It's not something that you can just hop from coach to coach because you're never going to understand how one person is truly going to help you. But I do definitely believe that having a coach is personal, especially when you're investing so much money into someone to really help you and it's not only about the money, right? It's not only about just having a coach. You need to be able to connect with someone that has been where you are. Because it's one thing like having somebody that you look up to that just in terms of money, like you like, oh, wow, they're really successful. I want her to tell me what she does. But it's different to somebody that has actually been in your shoes to really guide you and really show you like, you know what? I did that. I've done that before. I don't think you should do that. Like, I think this will be a better strategy for you because I want you to avoid the mistakes that I made. And yes, we're all going to fail forward because that's part of business. You're going to fail. And if you're not failing, you're doing something wrong because you're going to fail. But a huge part of it is like knowing that you really connect with this person. The, one, the coach that I have now, like I really connect with her because she's been in the place that I am. And that's the reason why I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I like I need to work with her because she's going to understand me. Uh, like we can speak a certain language and she's going to understand me, you know? So when you pick a coach and you pick a mentor, really, really think about all of these red flags that I just told you about. And also think about who, who you can relate to, who you can really see helping you and will really understand the language that you're speaking. I know that picking a coach can be super stressful and I'm not here to stress you out anymore. So I want to hear you guys feedback on this episode because I, I know that it's definitely going to help you because thinking about all of this has definitely helped me in terms of choosing a coach for my business, especially since I pivoted. Um, and yeah, like I, I can literally talk about this forever and you know me and you know, I love to run my freaking mouth, but I really want to hear you guys feedback. I really want to hear what you think about the coaching industry, any red flags that you might have, um, and anything that you've seen that maybe is a pattern to you that you just want to like bring to the forefront and let's have a conversation, like go on content and Capacitos podcast, Instagram, and we can definitely have a conversation about it, about what you liked that I mentioned out of this podcast episode and anything that you want to hear from me going forward, because I do have some ideas about content, about um, Instagram trends, um, advice of starting a business on your own, about like niches and influencers, paid ads, all of that. I have thoughts, okay? And I'm ready to like share all of them, but I really want to know what you guys want to hear next, because obviously the most popular will go first. So let me know your guys' feedback. I am so grateful and so thankful for every one of you that have subscribed and left the review and left me any type of feedback. I really appreciate you. Um, and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode to see you. 
I feel like we're having a conversation on FaceTime right now, but we're not. It's fine. But I cannot wait for you guys to um, hear the next episode. So until then, stay safe. And yeah, we'll see you next time.